Welcome to Starbucks. I uh, am your one of your usual hosts, Jim, and joining me and making him making his Starbucks debut. Tyler, what's going on? Starbucks debut from home. We did Starbucks, do one in Bradenton. That's that's true. So your first Starbucks debut from home. It should be my second, but Denarder slept in the one time. That's true. Yeah, there was I one was time where you were you were supposed to be on in my place, and mm-hmm. Denardo slept in. So correct. Let this just be proof to everyone. Um, that, you know, the two of us are the, the two hardest workers. That is correct. Like I have to be out. I've got to shower and be out the door within the next 45 minutes, but I had to be on here. Yeah. Cause you're, you're just a a company man. Exactly. I grind what I can for the team. So let's, um, since you, since you do have to be out of here pretty quick, we're going to make this a short and sweet show. We've got a few things to talk about today. Let's just get right into our single shot. All right. So pirates opening weekend, um, they take the opener on Thursday, but then drop Saturday and Sunday's game. It's it's one weekend, so you know it's hard to jump to. It's, well, it's easy to jump to conclusions on on some yeah. things, but um, you don't really want to take everything uh, and react too quickly to it because again, it's a it's a pretty long season. But this is what we have to work with right now. So, Tyler, I guess uh, you know what what stood out to you this opening series? Anything uh, anything in particular that we want to we want to talk about? Um. You're right. Like it's hard not to overreact to the first series. And what are you if if you're not overreacting to it? What are you doing? Like you're bound to have opinions on everything. You have to. We haven't talked, but yeah. haven't talked about real baseball in six months. We got to overreact to it. Um, so the, I think the overreaction just has to come back to the bats right now. They they did not win the series, and it wasn't because of the pitching. It was because they could not get the timely hit. They didn't hit well enough in the series. Um, it's not that I don't, I think they had good at bats. I think pretty much one through eight in the lineup and you know, who nine is had quality professional at bats for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, they just weren't able to get the job done with runners on. And hopefully that's something that's find It's find It's finds its level for them. Aside from that. I mean, I think pitching was at a capable level. I'm not going to say it was great. It was good enough to win some games. Yeah, I mean, you look at the whole series in general. I think the the pitching staff gave up 12 runs mm-hmm. total. I mean, oh, you yeah. give up 12 runs, it's a four ERA. That's that should win you. That should win you a couple ball games, right? So yeah, I think the pitching was fine. I think the starters did okay. None of the starters were great by any means. Um, every one of them had their their flaws throughout their starts. Um, none of them, you know, I don't, I don't think any of them went 
more than five. Rich Hill went five. That was the longest anyone went. Bullpen, I think, for the most part, overperformed our, my expectations. Um, everyone really outside of Chase DeYoung seemed, uh, you know, ha- had success and, and got mm-hmm. the job done. Yeah. Um, I don't – I was trying to think back to the bullpen. I don't, I don't know that Underwood Jr. looked great, but for the most part, everybody did their job this weekend out of the pen, which I think we both called it a pretty yucky bullpen. It is. Oh. I think I think Underwood Underwood got himself in trouble, but I think he got out of it. So right. um yeah, DeYoung was the only reliever to give up a run. Yeah, and he didn't look great, but for the most part, for everyone else, the bullpen looked fine. Mm-hmm. Um starting pitching looked fine. We also have to keep in mind that it was the Reds. The Reds are not a good baseball team. Nope. So with it also being a small sample size, it was also a small sample size against another bad baseball team. Yeah. So no, I mean, it's... all the reaction. Yeah, of course. So we're reacting to two bad baseball teams in three days. Um, yeah, the bullpen looked fine. I, I think the biggest thing I took was, you know, O'Neill Cruz had a pretty good spring, too. I think O'Neill Cruz put up some really good at bats throughout the entire mm-hmm. series. Um, lots of times, even like against tough lefties, getting the two strike counts, staying like just within himself, getting the job done. There was a particular um, at bat in, uh, Saturday's game against Nick, uh, Nick Lodolo, where he got behind, I think, 0-2. Yeah. Um, Lodolo threw him a, a slider or a curveball. He stuck with it, hit it back up the middle, drove in a run. So really good series from Cruz. And then he had just the bomb that he mm-hmm. hit on opening day against Hunter Green. That was just power versus power, which you just love to see. Yeah. we ha- I think we have seen a lot better from O'Neill Cruz and Certainly we did last July, but really we're seeing him being able to lay off of that slider away, that curveball in the dirt. He hasn't, we haven't seen him susceptible to that in the first series. Um, We saw it a little in spring, but we started to see it, the discipline look better in spring. Um, There were glimpses of it not being great, but we're seeing him improve and put together more consistent professional at-bats. He's never going to be perfect all the time. So just getting a little more consistency out of him, that's going to go a long way. Yeah, it was it was just it was pleasant to see. He looked more like you know that that last month of the season cruise than he did the the first month. You know after being called up cruise. So if he can be that last month of the season cruise, or even expand upon that a little bit, I think we're going to be in good shape when it comes to him. Um. Trying to think Andrew McCutcheon played all three games in the series. So he's back in the black and gold. So it was nice to see him out there. He had a good series too. You all, I almost forget like his eye. It's uh-huh. so, he just doesn't swing at balls. And, and with the way that a lot of pitchers are nowadays, he's going to rack up some walks. I think he had five walks this series. Yeah. Um, his on-base percentage was over 500 for the series. So, uh, and then made a really great play in the outfield too, in the in the finale of the of the of the, uh, the series yesterday. So, really good series from McCutcheon. I can't wait. Like, so I talked about it a little bit yesterday with Neil on the post game show, but can't wait for that home home opener where mm-hmm. he gets up in that box for the first time. Yeah, um, he looked great at the plate. It's at the point now if he goes down looking on strike three, Dom probably made a bad call. Yeah, he he sees the ball really well, and we started to see that the bat still can play at 36 years old. He was able to still get around on some tough tough pitching from Cincinnati 
being how bad they are. Yeah. That was a, it was, it was a, it was a good way to open the season uh, for McCutcheon for Cruz uh, Reynolds guys, first homer out of the way team in general, you'd like to take that series, especially when you've got some tough, tougher games coming up here, but we got a new series coming up and we'll talk about that later in the show. But uh, before we get into the next, uh, next segment, anything else you want to add about that, that series? No, it's over. It sucks that it was taken as a loss, but it's nice that baseball is back. Yeah. And it's nice to watch a Pirates team that at least looks competitive. Yeah. Offense needs to get going. Right. Yeah. On a micro level, individual players look more competitive. Yeah. No, it's a good, good point. All right. Well, that'll be all our talk for the opening, uh, opening series there. Let's head to our double shot. All right, so we haven't really had a chance to talk about this on air yet, but a lot of details coming out as far as the negotiations and Brian Reynolds' deal. Uh, Jason Mackey reported, was kind of the first to report some details here. It's an eight-year, $106 million contract that the two sides have already agreed upon years and money, but the hang-up here is Brian Reynolds' camp wants an opt-out clause. Um, I don't think the pirates have ever done an opt-out clause. They have become kind of a, uh, like a mainstream thing for like bigger deals nowadays in, in major league baseball. Uh, like I said, pirates haven't done it. $106 million. This would be the largest contract the pirates have ever signed. It's still a complete steal. You know, when you, when you break it down and do the math, I think it's, uh, like a $13 million annual deal somewhere to that effect. One Oh six. Divided by eight, 13.25 million a year. Absolute steal for Brian Reynolds. Um, The problem here is the opt-out is after year four, which means you're signing him to this long-term deal. And if he wants, he can opt out after the fourth year of the contract. So... That uh, that's what the Pirates are hung up on right now. They're not really willing to give that at this point. Tyler, are they right? Unfortunately, I mean, I think you have to say they're right. You, I don't really see how you can sign him to this deal with an opt out after year four. What's that give you an extra year with him? Yeah. Is there really a point to that? I don't really see it. Um, I think there's ways around it that you can get him from doing the opt-out or wanting the opt-out. It's just going to require the Pirates to come out and money, and I don't know that we're going to see that. So right now it's, for what the deal is as being reported, I think the Pirates are right to not want to take that deal. But I don't think it's that difficult to get a deal done at this point when Brian Reynolds has already come down this much. If the Pirates really wanted to get a deal done, I think it sh- it should already be done. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you. Like you, if you're the Pirates, you can't really take this deal. Um, and and yeah, you got like Reynolds Camp came down quite a bit, and you look at the years and the in the in the dollars, and it's a very friendly team team contract, right? You throw that opt out in there though, and what that does is 
because like you like you mentioned, you're gonna you're gonna have Reynolds for three years anyways. You know, at a cost controlled uh, point, so you're gonna have him for three years anyways. Once you throw that opt out in for year four, just all of the risk transfers to the Pirates, right? Like at that point, Brian Reynolds isn't really giving up giving up much. He's giving up one year of free agency, right? Right. And and Brian Reynolds, if he if he if he's play if he plays well over the next three years, he opts out and he goes get, gets more money. If he doesn't play well, then the Pirates are stuck paying him in a backloaded deal when he may not be living up to that contract amount. So I'm with you this, the, the way that the deal is being reported right now, if I were the pirates, I wouldn't sign this deal, but I'm right on board with you. Like the original ask for Reynolds was, you know, same amount of years, but uh, you know, a lot, you know, more money. Right. So, right. so what if we were to go and we were to, um, just give him three million more a year, you know. Like, what if we? What if it's eight million thirty? What does that make? It? Eight million thirty-one. You know, one hundred thirty-one million. Right. Eight years, one hundred thirty-one million dollars, and then be like, you know what? No opt out with this. Does that get it done? I don't know, but I think it's a good sign the two sides are talking. They actually came to an agreement on, you know, a pretty meaningful portion of the deal um now it's just a matter of can we can we find something that works out for both sides and i think the way to get there if you're the pirates is to just offer more money yeah i'm with you it seems like that's what it's going to take it's just more money i think even if you could get them maybe to opt out after year five five, that's that's a little more palatable Mm mm-hmm you can get two years of his free agency out of that. Then he still gets, you know, a good chunk of his career that he can go get another payday if he really wants to. Right. Um, Year four is just, that's a sticking point. You can't go there. Yeah. I think that I'm hung up on the same thing. I, I, you can't sign that deal. It just, it just doesn't make sense. Like the whole point of, of locking up a player like that is like, you're committing to him for a long, for a long term. He's committing to you. And when you're just the opt out being there is just, isn't, isn't accomplishing that. Right. Um, I do want to get a deal done, but I want to get a deal done without an opt out. So let's just pay the guy fair market value. Like, can we please just do that? And then we don't have to worry about any of this. Yeah. Play with you. Like an opt out after year four is basically just smoke and mirrors on an extension. Yeah. So there was an update yesterday. Um, Basically, the two t- two sides haven't really moved. That's that's the update. The update is that there's no mm-hmm. update. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens going forward. But if they get something done by like the home opener, you know that could be some fun PR. Like, what if they announce a deal, home opener, press conference? So they got a week to get it done. Look, if they get a deal done somehow, I will become a lot softer on Ben Sherrington than I have been. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's knocking out a pretty big piece of this this rebuild it really is yeah <laughs> and it's doing something that this pirates organization we just haven't seen them do right we haven't seen them do this much they they locked up to brian hayes they got they got andrew mccutcheon back so they've made like a string of like actually decent pr mm-hmm. moves things that fans like things that make the team better long term um yeah so if they can get this done yeah 
good good move um but yeah we need we need to we probably need to up that money a little bit because that yeah. what's being reported right now just isn't gonna work no 13 13 million a year for brian reynolds there's going to be something that he gets out of it yeah he has to if that's going to be the case you have to give him quite a you have to give him something right. substantial and that's so, what that opt-out is exactly so just give yeah. him more money and let's move on all right. Well, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna be a little quick here today. So that's our uh, Brian Reynolds talk for the day. Um, hopefully, we we get some more news this week, and it's positive news. But let's head to our triple shot. All right. So Pirates head to Boston um, today. They will face um, Cutter Crawford in today's opener. Then they've got Nick Pavetta, Corey Kluber. So um, I've heard of two of those three guys. Cutter Crawford. I don't not know quite who sure Crawford is. who that guy is. But Johan Oviedo faces off against Cutter Crawford today. Uh, we get our first Rowanzi day of the year on Tuesday as he faces off against Pavetta. And then Mitch Keller brings us home uh, against Corey Kluber in the final series. Um, Boston looked... Um, Pretty good, I know, in their last game. They went 2-1 and one against Baltimore to open up the season. Tons of offense. Boston scored nine runs in each of their, their first three games of the season. So 27 runs over three games. Uh, I think if the Pirates want to get something done this series, they're going to have to uh, – the bats are going to have to wake up a little bit. Yeah, I think that this is a good series to be able to get those bats to wake up. They're not really seeing – uh, guys that are going to dice you up from the Red Sox. I think Pavetta's not a bad arm, but Cutter Crawford, neither of us know who the hell he is. Great pitcher name, by the way. I agree. It is a good name. I wonder if he throws a cutter. You would hope so, but with the name Cutter Crawford, you can't have a 547 ERA last year. <laughs> you got to be a little bit better than that. Yeah. Or just, I'm assuming Cutter can't be his real name and he's going to have to switch, go back to his real name. All right, he does throw a cutter. It's his second most used pitch. So he it has to. Yeah, you I, have to. I mean, that's just one of those things where if you're a kid, like you're a high school kid growing yeah. up, your name's Cutter. You got to develop a cutter. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Yeah, you were born into it. Right. If you had a if you had a kid on your your team, pitching coach Tyler here, definitely. No, we're learning it. We're, we're learning a cutter. cutter at the age of six. <laughs> And we're just throwing it nonstop. Yeah. We're going to be the next uh, Mariano Rivera. That's it. No, so Cutter Crawford takes the hill. Um, he, he's not good, by the way. So, yeah, I mean, looking at our, his numbers, that's probably the Pirates' best chance of a win this series. So hopefully they can bounce back. And I said Oviedo uh, looked, uh, looked, looked good in spring training, especially towards the end there. So hopefully he can keep that going. But I think this is uh, Boston's opening day home opener today. So, you know, no, they opened at home against the, the Orioles. Never mind. So we won't have to deal with all the festivities before the game. Um, oh, that's good. That is good. But Pirates get to go to Fenway. Short porch in left field. How many home runs are the Pirates hitting over Ooh. the monster? Ooh, over I think that, that and they're four and a half over the monster. Over the monster. Like home runs over the monster, not just home runs. Home runs over the monster. I, I will make it two and a half. Over under two and under. A half. I don't under. know if they get one. Ooh, 
They just don't have righties. They don't. <laughs> and I don't think they're then they're not facing any lefties this series either. So yeah, they don't three righties. Rodolfo's the only one with a shot, I would say. Rodolfo. Hayes could do it. Reynolds could do it, like if he's batting yeah, right handed. I guess, but I want to see Cruz just flick one right over the monster Oppo Taco. Yeah. I mean, it is a possibility, but I, I don't think they get more than one over the monster this series. Um, I do think, I really do think it's a opportunity for the offense to get right, though. Kluber's not nearly what he used to be. We already talked about Cutter Crawford and whatever the hell that is. Um, like I said, Pavetta's he's fine. Pavetta's he's not, fine, yeah. He's not a bad arm. So it, And the Red Sox in general just aren't really that good. Yeah, so we talked about how much they uh, scored this past weekend. But if you look, they also gave up a lot of runs. Um, they gave up, so they scored 27 runs, but they gave up 23 runs in three games. So now they were facing a team with arguably a much better offense than the Pirates in right. Baltimore. Um, but they got touched up a little bit. Um, Adam Duvall was kind of this, the the series hero there for the Red Sox. He came up with a lot of big hits throughout that series. So we'll, see if, the, old grad. we'll see if the Louisville grad, yeah, keeps keeps it going against against the Pirates. But um, yeah, so I'm excited to to watch some Adam Duvall a little bit. Um, yeah, not not a whole much, a lot more here. I you know, Oviedo being in the rotation, it would be nice if he took a step forward. I don't know if he's a starting pitcher, but if he can be serviceable for at least, you know, a couple of months here before. Well, at least a couple of months. At least a couple of months. With Brubaker out now, may need Oviedo all year long. Um, Isn't it funny how it's every year we argue about who should be in the rotation, and every year it just ends up working itself out somehow. It does, yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, I, as far as the Pirates pitching staff goes, Oviedo, Contreras, Keller, you've got the three most yeah. interesting arms going this series. So that's kind of the thing that that you can watch. Um, see if K- Keller can bounce back from his opening day mishap. He didn't really look uh, – didn't get the results that he wanted. Uh, and then, like I said, Contreras making his season debut. Uh, that'll be That'll be always fun to watch there. But, uh, yeah, game time tonight, 7, 10 p.m., We'll have a post game show afterwards. We'll do post game shows all uh, all week long, uh, so st- stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, other than that, that's what I'm most looking forward to. I think it's just you know these the three most interesting pitchers on yeah. the staff, and then I want to see Cruz flick one over that monster. Yeah, I'm excited to see Contreras. Um, obviously, want to see Mitch Keller pitch every time he's out there. But I am I am slightly a little more intrigued by Oviedo than I probably was last year just seeing how he pitched in spring training and seeing some of the glimpses we saw last year. Yeah, I, I mean, we, from, from like his pitching last year, the guy has good stuff. He gets right. strikeouts. It's just sometimes doesn't know where he's throwing the ball. Yeah. And that, that's kind of a big part of pitching. Um, we, we're both on the boat that we think he's a reliever, but if somehow they can get some sort of uh, quality starts out of him, That'd be great. Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm just interested in seeing him in the rotation a little more this year than I probably was last year. But I still have a quick hook on him. I don't really need to see him that long if he's struggling because he's just too good in the pen. Yep. 
Absolutely. I agree. Um, and yeah, Contreras starts off his 2023 season. So a lot of good, a lot of good stuff to look forward to this series. Um, and we're back to normal times for games for other than for Wednesday. this series. Yeah. So we got a day game uh, on, on getaway day. And then we go back to your, your fit, your uh, favorite, your 4 PM starts. I hate those. I hate 4 PM. It's just such a weird time. Yeah, well, and then Saturday, no, all no seven o'clock games this weekend. We got a four twelve, a six thirty five, and a one thirty five. Four twelve. Why? Four one two. I guess, but why? Opening day. Yeah, I guess, but I don't. I don't like four o'clock games. It's just right in the middle of my day. It throws everything off. I like one o'clock. I get the game over with. I move on with my day. Although. Just a quick mention, the pitch clock has been terrific. It really has. Like this opening series, uh, Saturday I went to the game in Cincinnati. And, I mean, it wasn't a pitching duel by any means. There were eight runs scored. But that game took two, I want to say it was two hours and 16 minutes. Like, it was just moving along. Right. It was excellent. I did the post game that day, and I was making dinner. And all of a sudden I looked out, and it was the bottom of the eighth. I was like, crap. Yeah. I have to go get ready. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was fun. Um it, it's it's a very enjoyable experience. I don't and like I said, I, I, I talked about it a little bit just when I because I've gone to some minor league games mm-hmm. and you don't you don't really notice the pitch clock while you're watching the game. You you don't. There's the the couple instances like last yesterday, there was one mm-hmm. instance where Velasquez had an automatic ball because he didn't get the pitch off in time. That was really the only time you noticed it the entire game. But, you know, once the end of the game rolls around, you're like, this this is awesome. Like, we, right. I just saved 30 minutes of my day. So, no, uh, awesome stuff there. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna let you go here, so we'll, we'll hop off here. But, yeah, three-game series at Boston coming up. Tune in to uh, however you consume us, YouTube, uh, podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is that you do with um, – you know, whenever you're listening to us, but we'll be on, uh, on air after every single game in the series. But, uh, thanks for hopping on this morning, Tyler. I appreciate it. Beats doing a, it, a solo, a solo show there. Um, we'll get you ready for work here and, uh, and out the door, but thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. Peace out, Scouts. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.